Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me again on another episode with Talking Shit with Heather. Today, I have a special guest, Kate <coughs> Vasquez. My apologies, I'm actually fighting a pretty gnarly sore throat today. So, uh, excuse my coughs and sputters and taking numerous drinks off the, off the water. I think it's mostly allergy related and it's, uh, I'm living in Colorado and it's really dry right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Anywho, I'm Heather Gray with Discovering Health. I'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and I like working with folks with autoimmune Lyme disease and mold. Um, I like digging into those complex cases, right? And helping people find their focus, reduce uh, chronic pain and address those embarrassing gut issues in 90 days or less. Um, I have this talk, this podcast called Talking Shit because there's, there's kind of two reasons. Tongue in cheek, I found that a lot of us healers in this alternative world have a shit storm of a, of a, a story to tell, right? A reason why we're in this industry and we can only heal when we bring that darkness into the light. And so that's what I'm trying to do is, is bring other people's stories into the light. So other folks like you who are watching today can relate and say, oh my God, yes, I see myself in that. Or, or I know someone who sees myself in that. And then that way, you know, we come together as community and that way we can heal. The other part of it is I am a practitioner. And like my last guest that I had on, you know, she uh, ran a coffee enema um, supply kit, you know, uh, website. So literally we were talking shit, you know, parasites, bacteria, yeast, you know, so sometimes we talk about real shit, but most of the time we're just talking about our shit story. And so with that being said, Miss Kate, I would love for you and I am bad and didn't shut off my phone notification. Sorry about that. Um, I would love for you to tell us your shit story, you know, tell us, you know, the name of your business kind of, you know, what, what's your niche, what got you in it. Um, and just, yeah, just tell us your story. What's your shit storm? Yeah. I love that so, so much that you're bringing this to light. Cause it's, it's so true. When you think about it, we all have our, our shit storm and yeah. For those of you who don't know who I am, I am a physician assistant and I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner. And so, yeah, I started off as a PA in Western medicine I um, started in cardiology because I love the heart, but I realized after a few months, it was way too specialized and I was forgetting everything <laughs> and, and it wasn't really where I wanted to be. So I had the opportunity to jump into urgent care. I did ER for a short period of time, but that I realized that was just a crazy environment and it created a lot of stress and anxiety. And I, I was, I remember driving to work one day and just so anxious on the way there. And I'm like, this is not worth it anymore. The money was great but it was not worth my health. So I was in urgent care for a long time, for about six, seven years when um, I realized after a period of time that it wasn't fulfilling anymore. Like I got into medicine to help people and you know, I started seeing the same people over and over again. I'm like, we're working in an urgent care. People supposed to come for just like quick, urgent things, but we, we almost became a primary for a lot of people. And they would come to us for the same things, the same colds, same UTI, like the stuff over and over. And they asked me like, why am I getting sick all the time? Why are the medications? They're on these long list of medications for their chronic issues. Why aren't they helping? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just know, yeah, I'm like, I just know how to get you better and send you back to your doctor or to a specialist. So, but it was frustrating because I knew there was just so much more to medicine. And 
I, I fully believed embodying like a healthy lifestyle, being active, um, you know, and, and eating healthy and all these different things, but, you know, we weren't focusing on these things in, in Western medicine, but also at the time I had my own health issues. I had migraines since I was a child developed Mm -hmm. acne. Yeah. (laughs) Since And it was, I was the only one in my immediate family. So it's not like it was like, oh yeah, my mom had it and sister. No, I was the only one in my immediate family. So I was the only one with migraines and then developed acne in puberty. And uh, so then I got on birth control in high school to help clear my skin. And right there, you know, that was definitely a sign of hormonal imbalance, even though I went to dermatologists and they just put me on creams that dried my skin didn't really help. And so birth control actually helped. Um, but then I also had a lot of anxiety, started developing a lot of anxiety and just was very just self-conscious. And then in college developed a lot of GI issues. I had constipation and bloating and gas and, oh, it was terrible. It got to a point where I was so bloated every single day. You know, I had a flat stomach in the morning by the evening. I felt like I was like three, four months pregnant and the I gas- used to tell my husband that I was like, I felt like uh, Violet off of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I always felt like after I ate that these Oompa Loompas were going to jump out of the wall and start singing a song and roll me away to to juice me, right? Or to dig right. <laughs> oh What age did you start getting migraines? I, I don't really remember the age, but as far back as elementary school, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because as a child, I would get a headache and then it would get so bad. I would vomit, but I, of course my mom would take me to the doctor and they're like, Oh, she's fine. You just make sure she, you give her snacks. So her bl- glucose doesn't drop, you know, they like kind of diagnose as hyper hypoglycemic, but I never really was tested for it. So just told eat more snacks. Okay. And then, and, and then when I got into you know, high school, the, the migraines kept getting worse. And in college, I had them almost every day, especially in PA school, because it was a lot of stress. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went to the eye doctor, wasn't my eyes. I saw so many different doctors and they're just like, it's just stress. So of course they put me on Prozac in PA school. And of course it didn't help with the stress. The stress is still there. Right. No one taught me how to like adapt to the stress, you know, give me tools to help me adapt. And so they're like, take Prozac. So I did, but I didn't like it because I felt emotionally numb. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I'm like, I don't have these feelings of happy and joy and sadness anymore. I just was just kind of numb. And I'm like, I don't want to live my life like this. So as I (laughs) went through my clinical rotation, I actually took myself off, which I don't recommend always work with a practitioner to get yourself off the medication. But I was like, I don't want to take this anymore. And so I started doing yoga. So that was the first time I started getting into yoga, but, um, but yeah, I still continue to have the migraines. So it wasn't until, you know, after working in urgent care for a period of time, I came across Dr. Hyman and he was talking about functional medicine, like it's medicine of why and how everything's integrated and all the systems are connected. And I was like, this is amazing. Like I need to know more. And this was exactly what felt in alignment with me and how I should be practicing medicine. So I dove right in. I went through the Institute for Functional Medicine. I saw a, a, a functional med PA at the time too, to get me started. And then I realized I'm like, I need to work on a lot of things. I need to start working on my gut. And I was deficient in so many nutrients, you know, B vitamins and magnesium, which is can, can be triggers of migraines. And then, um, and then I had high cortisol levels, no surprise there because 
I'm type A personality. Well, I should say I was a type A personality <laughs> and recovering perfectionist because yeah, like my whole life, just like needing to be perfect and, you know, make everybody happy. It caused a lot of stress in my body. So, um, so I did a lot of work on helping my body to heal. And I was able to get the cortisol down, did the yoga, um, but also adding in deep breathing and, you know, journaling meditation, you know, so doing all these things and created like a self-care routine. So all these things really, really helped. But the problem was I was still on birth control <laughs> because my husband, we started dating and then, and then eventually got married and we're like, we don't want kids anytime soon. And he was worried that as soon as I come off, I get pregnant. But I told him, I was like, look, babe, there's a natural fertility method. Like it's going to be fine. He was not, he was very skeptical, but it wasn't until he finally learned and understood like the long-term impacts birth control had on the body. And he realized yeah, I want you off of that too. So I finally was able to stop birth control a few years ago. And, uh, and, uh, I didn't expect this <laughs> when I came off the first few cycles were very irregular. They were very long and I never had, I always had regular periods. I didn't have PMS before the birth control. Cause remember I got on birth control for acne, not for PMS, <laughs> but now I had irregular cycles I had really bad cramps, breast tenderness. I actually started getting a little weight in my butt, hips, and thighs. And I've always been a lean athletic build. So I'm like, what the heck is going on with my body? And so I looked at my hormones for the first time and I realized I had an imbalance. I had very low progesterone levels because they were suppressed for over 15 years because that's what birth control does. It suppresses the production of your own hormones. And I needed to support the metabolism of estrogen because I also had a couple genes that wasn't helping me to detox estrogen because estrogen can produce some metabolites and a couple of those can be very toxic to our bodies and it, and it can create these symptoms that I was, I was experiencing. So I worked on supporting uh, the metabolism of estrogen, bringing progesterone back up. And also my testosterone plummeted too, not to mention that I, I was losing a lot of hair. My libido was very low and I was like, wow, my hormones are messed up. <laughs> So, so yeah, so once I discovered what was happening in my body, I realized I had something called estrogen dominance, which is basically an imbalance of estrogen and progesterone to the point that estrogen becomes a dominating hormone because we need a certain amount of progesterone in our system to balance out estrogen. And when it is imbalanced, then we, then chaos happens. You know, we get all the, the crazy PMS symptoms, um, the heavy periods, the irregular periods. Wait, 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 you mean that's not normal. We're not supposed to be living like no. every day. Wait, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> no. And, and you know, it's so crazy because we were all brought up and taught that these PMS symptoms, that's normal. It's part of womanhood, you know, just like suck it up, take your ass. My doll, my doll with me everywhere. It was in my purse. It was in my car. It was in my home because whenever I started, I always had, I, I used to eat that stuff like candy. Exactly. But the bad thing about my doll or Advil or leave is that it affects our gut. And <laughs> Which, our in our liver. Yeah. And I, and I took, I took Advil, you know, for the migraines, for all my aches and pains and strains from <laughs> active in sports. So yeah, I did a lot to mess and not to mention birth control also impacts our gut. So I'm like, no surprise why I had all these digestive system system, excuse me, symptoms. So, so yeah, it was just uh, very, very eye opening, And I realized that 
a lot of the women that I was seeing were having a lot of the same issues. And I started uncovering that there's actually different types of estrogen dominance um, because you know, the three types that I discovered was the first type where progesterone is actually normal. So there are some women that have normal amounts of progesterone, but their estrogens are really high because we need to support the metabolism. Then the second pattern I saw was low progesterone and normal levels of estrogen. So these women were typically really, really stressed because when our bodies are under a lot of stress, uh, cortisol and our sex hormones are all coming from cholesterol but it can only choose one or the other. And so when our bodies are under stress, it's going to focus on producing more cortisol and less of our sex hormones, especially progesterone. And so these type of women will have lower progesterone levels, but their estrogens looking pretty good. They're able to metabolize it pretty well. And then the third type is low progesterone with the high. So they kind of have a mix of both. <laughs> we got to support their adrenals, help support the production of progesterone and also support the metabolism of estrogen. And this is important because if you Google estrogen dominance across the board, they'll say, yeah, just take Dim and Vitex. Well, you don't want to take Dim and Vitex if you don't know what's going on, because if you have normal progesterone levels, or if you have like PCOS, for example, and you have, um, we, have you seen anybody with normal progesterone levels? Like everybody I test, no, I've never, I've never seen. I'm sorry, I'm like, what? That that exists. I've I've had a couple. I've had a couple. It's it's the so that pattern is actually the like probably one of the rare ones. Right. Uh, most of the time across the board, they usually have low progesterone with either normal or or high levels of of estrogen. But I have had a couple of clients with normal levels. But yeah, so if you have PCOS, there's two hormones that should be looked at. It's called FSH, which is follicle stimulating hormone and LH, which is luteinizing hormone. And it should normally be a ratio of one to one, but women with PCOS can have a ratio of one to three. So if you take Vitex and you have PCOS, um, in a, a, a one to three ratio of FSH to LH, it can really increase your LH even more and worsen your PCOS. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of information out there on the internet and what you can do, but you have to work with a practitioner first to get the testing because you can actually make yourself worse. And the same with DIM, not everyone needs DIM. And that has to do with metabolism of estrogen. There's different ways we can metabolize estrogen. Um, the first two ways occur in, in our liver. We have what's called phase one and phase two. So DIM really helps support phase one. But you know, if you have like phase one is functioning optimally and you take DIM, you can actually feel worse, especially if phase two is not supported as well. So it's really, really important to work with a practitioner who understands like what's happening in the body with the hormones and where support is needed to help give you the, the proper plan to really support that. Wow. That's amazing. So then, um, how do you typically work with folks? Are you, are you remote? Yeah, I actually went virtual this year because I really want to help support and work with people all over. Um, cause I realized like about 80 to 90% of women have estrogen dominance. And I'm like, wow. Like when I see how many women that came through that I worked with, I'm like, this is very common and not a lot of women are aware and not a lot of practitioners understand, especially Western medicine. Right. They don't know what estrogen dominance is. They don't, or even if they do, they're probably like, oh, that's not real or that's not important you're fine. And if they check your hormones, sometimes it's within range, but within range doesn't necessarily mean it's within range. So, so yeah, I, I have created a couple of programs to really help women to support their hormones naturally. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely am able to work remotely. That's awesome. Do you see much estrogen dominance in men? 
Yeah. I mean, think of the plastics and the BPA and their livers and the same standard American diet, they'd probably be having a hard time too, no? Yes. Men, I mean, I don't, I don't see as many men, but um, men, yeah, definitely can develop estrogen dominance. And, you know, men do produce a little bit of estrogen, like just like we produce a little testosterone. We all have sex hormones, but in men, it's really important to be careful because if their estrogen is too much, then it starts causing prostate problems. It causes erectile dysfunction, it, you know, prostate cancer, BPH, you know, all these things, um, and also even leading to obesity, diabetes. So it's really important that they are very, very careful and get their estrogen checked. Um, cause in men it's estradiol. It's really simple. You can get, you, get your doctor order estradiol. It should be less than 30. If it's over 30, then, you know, uh, -oh, uh, that's, <laughs> how'd that go again? It's like, uh, -oh. <laughs> that's a sign that that's a little hot, but yeah, just like you're saying, there's so many things that can drive up that estrogen in the body. And you know, what you're talking about, the BPA, bisphenol A, which is coming from plastics, these chemicals in our environment from, um, you know, plastics, products we're using on our body, in our home, household cleaning products, all these, yeah, all these chemicals, they're xenoestrogens, which are basically, it's a, it's a molecule that looks exactly like estrogen, even though it's not estrogen, it's a foreign molecule that when we're exposed to, it actually binds to estrogen receptors in our body. And that's the problem because then now the body thinks there's more estrogen than there really is. And it, it, it and it contributes to all these issues. So um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really important, like to, to also get your estrogen checked because it can, it can definitely happen in men as well. Absolutely. And so I hear you have a book. Yes. And oh, yeah, because, <laughs> because of my journey and learning so much about estrogen dominance and really pouring into the literature and research and, you know, what women can really do to one help, um, prevent it, or if they have it, what can they do to, to balance estrogen and progesterone naturally? I wrote a book, it's called estrogen is a bitch. And that's because one day when I was thinking about estrogen <laughs> dominance and how, you know, when estrogen becomes a dominating hormone and it becomes imbalanced, I'm like, wow, estrogen's a bitch. <laughs> it turns us all into Karens. Right, exactly. So, but I, I, do, I, I digress. I love Karens. Yeah, no, Karens, Karens are definitely awesome. But, uh, but yeah, I, I realized, you know, when I said this phrase, I'm like, estrogen's a bitch. I was like, wow, one, that would be a great title for a book. And two, like, I need to write a book about this because, yeah, there's so many women out there that don't know, you know, what it is, don't realize that the symptoms they're experiencing are not normal and they can take control of their health. There are simple things that they can start doing right away that really help supports our hormones. So, um, so yeah, I wrote the book. It's so, so detailed, just outlining, you know, what is estrogen dominance? I talk more in depth about the different patterns, the different causes of estrogen dominance. I, and then I also dive into like, you know, cause you mentioned like autoimmune and, and mold and Lyme. So estrogen can definitely, actually estrogen is a regulator of our immune system and inflammation. And so if estrogen's in balance, if we have a lot of estrogen in our body, it's actually going to contribute to more inflammation. It's going to upregulate our immune system. And so they're actually, I have a section talking about autoimmune, how estrogen plays a role in autoimmunity, especially, you know, if you have like uh, rheumatoid arthritis, Sjogren's, uh, uh, or, uh, lupus, Hashimoto's, Crohn's ulcerative colitis, 
And that's because we have estrogen receptors, you know, all over our body. So it makes sense. Like if, if women have uh, thyroid disorders, you know, we have estrogen receptors in our thyroid. We have estrogen receptors in our gut. So it's, it's so interesting learning, you know, I'm like, it's so funny in PA school. When I learned about hormones, I hated hormones, <laughs> That's hilarious. But, but because of my journey and learning about functional medicine, I realized how important hormones are and how important it is to make sure that they're, they're in balance with each other, because when they're balanced, like our body functions optimally, we feel good, we look good. And so, yeah, so really just like really diving into that and just learning about wow, like how powerful. So yeah, I call estrogen is a bitch, but it can also be our best friend. And that's what I really, the take home message that I want women to understand is that the point is not to like, like suppress estrogen because we need estrogen. We oh, yeah, need no, estrogen. I'm taking estrogen right now because I, <laughs> right. I had a hysterectomy done and, you know, right. I'm going to need that support, you know, to kind of stave off hot flashes and have a libido and no estrogen is, is a part of this. It, yeah, it's everything else. Yeah, exactly. Estrogen is so, so important because yeah, if you have a hysterectomy, so it puts you into early menopause or, you know, if you don't have a hysterectomy and you end up going through menopause, you know, you lose your hormones. The first hormone to, to decline is progesterone. So when women go through menopause, they actually develop estrogen dominance then too, because that progesterone declines. And so estrogen is still in the system, but then once the estrogen drops and declines as well, you lose your, the protectiveness of estrogen because we need estrogen um, for our bones. It helps maintain strong, healthy bones. So that's why progesterone and, and actually progesterone and estrogen are, are really important for uh, prevention of osteoporosis, but we also need estrogen for our heart. It keeps our heart, our blood vessels, very strong. We also need estrogen for our brain. It helps with memory and mood. And, um, and so that's why it's, you know, and it's also gives us, you know, our curves, it keeps our skin nice and tight and plump, you know? So that's why when we, we get older and our estrogen declines, we get the saggy wrinkly skin, you know, we start gaining weight, have the insulin resistance. So that's another thing. And also contributes to insulin resistance and having heart issues, having memory and, you know, increased risk of Alzheimer's osteoporosis and all these things that come with it because estrogen is very, very protective. So the problem is, is like, if it's just too much in the system or we're not supporting the metabolism, <laughs> it's just like inflammation, everyone, inflammation has been getting such a bad rap lately, but inflammation yeah. has a very important role in the body. It's when it's out of control is when we have issues. So yeah, it's out of control and it's, it's prolonged. It's chronic yep. and same with stress. Like a little bit of stress is good. The problem is, is when it's, it's prolonged, like we continue to have stress, continue to be in a sympathetic state like most of the time. And that was another thing, like one of the biggest factors and contributors to estrogen dominance is, is stress. And when I look back on my timeline, when I started the practice and my practice is called radiant health, because I really wanted people to just radiate from the inside out. Cause I know like we can, we can really focus on lifestyle and I'm also bringing in mindset now. Cause I realized the importance of mindset and healing traumas and targeting limiting beliefs, because that plays a role in our healing too. And it's so crazy. Cause when I look back, um, when I started the practice, I was still working at the urgent care. And at that time it was a very toxic environment, um, because the urgent care went corporate 
none of the employees were, were like, I loved the, the, the team I worked with. We all were amazing working together, but we were unhappy because we felt we, we weren't heard, you know, we wanted to give our input, but they didn't hear. They all were always making changes, not really asking us what we want. We didn't feel valued. So, uh, it became very toxic environment. We all, there was just a lot of negative energy. And it's crazy. Cause when I look back, I went off the birth control during that time. And I'm like, you know, I was doing all the right things to prepare my body, but my hormones went crazy. So I'm like, yeah, part of it was genetics, part, a huge part was stress and also the perfectionist in me and, and needing everything to be controlled and perfect. Um, so I've done a lot of work in, in healing, healing that, um, it's, it's been messy. It's definitely been a messy journey and just facing, you know, all the limiting beliefs I've had and developed since childhood, but I really do believe that it, it plays a huge role in, in our health. And I'm like actually going to dive in deeper uh, with my clients. I'm going to start adding this into to the work that I do because I realize like, you know, most people like we at the end of the day, we all know we need to eat better and we need to exercise and I can give you the protocol and most people will be successful with the protocol that I give them, but then life happens. Right. Then they're having these limiting beliefs and they go back to their old patterns and behaviors. And that's what keeps people from really achieving, you know, the, the health that they desire. So I'm like, okay, what is this missing piece? We need to work on these limiting beliefs and patterns and things and help create a new identity that's in alignment with all the health goals we want to achieve so that we're creating success um, and be, we're able to maintain this long-term. Can I get an amen? Yes. Amen. <laughs> that's, I, you know, it never ceases to amaze me how much it pisses me off with doctors all the time growing up and you hear it all the time. You got to lower your stress. You got to lower your stress. How, how, how? Exactly. Here, here's a pill. Here's a Prozac. Here's the, this, no, that's not a, that's not a long-term, you know, solution. That's just a freaking band-aid, which is going to cause more problems. You're going to need more drugs and blah. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what happened to me. They, they said the exact same thing. You're stressed, you're stressed. Here's a pill. The neurologist, I said, he's like, here's a pill for antidepressant, which is funny. Cause I'm like, I was anxious, but he wanted to give me antidepressant. And then he's like, for, for my jaw, he's like, just have your, your mouth slightly open. Like he wanted me to walk around with my mouth slightly open. So it relaxed my jaw muscles. And I was like, really? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going but you're so correct. Like no one really taught me like, oh, you know, maybe you should, you know, try some meditation and deep breathing and yoga. Now, I mean, you don't have to do all those things, but I also too, like waking up every single morning, as soon as I'd wake up, I'd start my day. I go brush my teeth and run around the house, grab everything, go, 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 go. And I was go, go, go all day long until I went to bed. And that worked for me in my early twenties, but when I got to my late twenties, it started taking a toll. And I'm like, no wonder I had high cortisol because it took a toll on my body. And I learned how to adopt a self-care routine. So now I have a self-care routine in the morning, which actually helps me to, to set up my day. I'm a lot calmer because if I don't do it, I'm definitely more on edge and anxious. So I now do my self-care routine in the morning. And now before I go to bed, I have to wind down at night because I realize if I keep working till I go to bed, it affects my sleep. And sleep is so, so important for health. I mean, I, we could do a whole, a whole talk on sleep, but... <laughs> But I had to learn, like no one told me what to do. I just, I had to like figure these things out on my own. Now this is what I'm teaching my clients. Like 
you know, create a self-care routine in the morning, wind down it. Cause they're, they're like, I, I can't sleep at night, but I'm like, okay, what are you doing before bed? Are you winding down? Are you on your phone? Like, you know, having that time to actually look at someone's lifestyle, what are they doing is going to make a huge, huge difference. You know, I think those of us that are coaching functional medicine are, are really where it's at. Cause you know, even some functional medicine doctors, they can get to kind of that same almost allopathic, you know, just treating the paperwork, just throwing supplements at, you know, this dysfunctions that they're seeing, but they're never addressing the lifestyle with folks. And I'm still blown away. You know, I've got a chronic Lyme patient right now. And literally all we've started with is diet. So I did some food sensitivity testing and diet. And within the first week, her migraines are gone. You know, it, it never ceases to amaze me how important that lifestyle, like I'm always like, oh, this is, this is too simple. You know, this can't work. And then it, and it works and it works and it, and every single freaking time it works. So thank you for empowering and educating because that's what we need more of in this world. And um, how can people get a hold of your book? Yeah. So my book is on Amazon. I have all versions available. I have paperback, hardcover, Kindle, and the audio version. So you can find it on Amazon. Estrogen is a bitch. I love it. Thank (laughs) you so much for joining us today, Kate. I really appreciate you and sharing your shit story. Everybody else out there, make sure to go check her out and check out her book. Estrogen is a bitch. In the meanwhile, stay healthy. Oh, one more thing. Oh, one more thing. There's a quiz too. So if you're not sure if you have estrogen dominance or not, I did create a quiz so you can go onto the website, yourradianthealth.com. Actually, I think, uh, I'll have the notes up. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's estrogen dominance. I think it's yourradianthealth.com backslash estrogen dominance quiz. But, um, but yeah, if not, I will definitely, yeah, share that link with you uh, so you can have it in the show notes, but uh, yeah, that will, it's, it's basically, are you likely to have it or not? Um, That's awesome. We'll take the quiz and then buy the book. Yep. Absolutely. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kate. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for this, for this time together. It's definitely been an honor and a pleasure. Yay. All righty. Have a good one.